Welcome to Wine Country Women with Michelle Mandreau, the podcast for wine enthusiasts who are curious not only about what goes in the bottle, but the remarkable women who make these distinctive winemaking regions so special. Each week, Michelle introduces you to a prominent woman and takes a peek inside her life. Welcome to today's Wine Country Women podcast. I'm Michelle Mandreau, and I am with Katie Leonardini, who is the co-proprietor and VP of Operations at Whitehall Lane Winery in the Napa Valley. Katie, it is so exciting to be with you this morning. Hi, Michelle. Thank you. Thanks for coming to the winery today. Well, I am delighted to be here. The sun just popped out, and we are in this beautiful room. Your clubhouse room? Um, Our club room. It's up on the second floor. Uh, Michelle's looking over at the ink house right now. And then we have the Mayakamas Mountains behind us. And we're perched right above the vines. It's, It's just beautiful and spectacular and such a special room. And it might be a little early, but if we were here maybe an hour from now... We would see the wine train oh, the crossing famous. the highway there and heading north. I love that view. Yes, and it would toot its little horn, probably. Absolutely. <laughs> this is just a very special spot, and uh, your winery is a special place, too. So before we talk all about your winery, let's talk about your first career. You are a political science major, I am. Are you got a political science degree, degree I guess actually. I guess I should say. What did you think you wanted to be with that degree? You know, it's hard when you're 17 years old <laughs> and need to uh, declare a major or uh, apply to college and select a major. So um, I decided to go into a major that was under arts and sciences. I went to Gonzaga University in Spokane, Washington, and I felt like a political science degree would just provide me with a well-rounded education, history, philosophy, geography, politics, domestic and international, and a lot of writing. Um, So I just felt like that would help me with whatever career path I decided to take. And you decided to go into the financial services industry. Living in San Francisco, Franklin Templeton Funds was there, Charles Schwab was there, I mean, it was fun working downtown in the city at that time. Yeah, yeah. I'll bet. And so how did you get your arm twisted to come work for the family business? Well, I left San Francisco and moved to Philadelphia with my husband at the time. Uh, We went there for his job, and I was pregnant with twins at the time. So it was a good time for me to get out of the financial services industry take the opportunity to move to the East Coast just to explore a different area. Um, So that's when I left um, San Francisco. And then when we made our way back to the West Coast, we decided to um, try Napa Valley, where my parents had purchased a winery that I had no involvement in. So ultimately, we ended up here. Um, I was raising my children here. And once they became school age, I decided to go back to work and got talked into working at the winery. So it was the first job here. Event planning. They needed someone to plan some of our club events and private events, and I thought, well, that's easy. I can do that. Then we needed someone to manage the tasting room, and I thought, oh, I can do that. I'll add that onto it. So just slowly kept adding um, new responsibilities responsibilities until all of a sudden I was full-time and overseeing operations. 
So we should say that the winery was established in 1979, but your parents purchased it in 1993. You got it. Okay. And it's actually celebrating its 30-year anniversary this year. I know. I can't believe it. I haven't been here for the 30. Um, but it's a huge accomplishment. You it know, is. When my parents first bought the winery, it was this winery facility, and it was about a third of the size it is today, and just this surrounding vineyard. And then over the last, now 30 years, um, my parents, my family have acquired seven more vineyards. So we have 200 acres now, six vineyards in Napa and two in Sonoma. And the other exciting thing about not just our 30th anniversary this year, but this will be, 2023 will be the first vintage that we are 100% estate fruit. Fantastic. So it took many years to get there, but this is where my father wanted us to be, and here we are. Wonderful. So how much wine do you make? We make about 40,000 cases now. Okay. And how many different varietals? About 15. Wow. So we have four SKUs that we distribute nationally, mm -hmm. and then the rest are small production wines that you can only get you know, at the winery or on our website. Right. So that's exciting. Yeah. Those are always the fun ones. They are. You know, many people don't know we make some of these. Like Semion. We do about 300 cases, and I love our Semion. It comes, there's some behind us here on this property, and then um, we have another small vineyard just down the way here in Rutherford as well, where we grow a little bit more Semion. And you make some sparkling wine. Yes. So this is funny. Jason Moulton is our winemaker. Um, he came to us in 2016, and he and I have gotten to know each other very well over the last many years that he's lived here, worked here for us. And early on, he said to me, we were having lunch, and he said, so what is one thing that Whitehall Lane doesn't do that you would love to do? And I said, I really wish we could make a sparkling wine. It's, it's one of my favorites, and we don't have it here. And he said, that is one of my goals. I've never made a sparkling wine, and I would love to do that. So let's make this happen. So several years ago, we bought a property in Sonoma that has Chardonnay and Pinot Noir. And then that enabled us to make a sparkling wine, sparkling wine with our Pinot Noir. So started at 300 cases. This year we'll be more than doubling it. I think um, our plan is to make 600, 650 cases. Okay. So it's growing slowly. I um, love but it. But we don't want to run out of it, you know, partway through the year because people drink sparkling wine year round now. Absolutely. So, yes. So that's my personal favorite. And that was a goal that Jason and I had that we accomplished. What do you think the hidden gem is in your portfolio? Um, I don't know if we have any hidden gems, but I'm really proud of our Leonardini Vineyard Cabernet. Right. Um, it's That vineyard is behind the Harvest Inn, so St. Helena Appalachian. Right. Um, it has the family name on it, but I'm really proud that it does. It's an amazing Cabernet Vineyard. Um, we do make a highly rated vineyard designated cab out of there, and we actually sell a little bit of fruit from that vineyard to a couple of very high-end wineries in the valley. During the course of your career, financial or winery, has there been somebody that has inspired you or mentored you along the way that you can speak to? Well, for this industry, um, you know, there's a love-hate relationship with family-owned and operated businesses, I mean, any industry, 
family businesses can be really challenging. And they are. (laughs) (laughs) But I can't say, you know, my father will be um, 82 this year. And it's, you know, we, it's a push and pull relationship where, you know, I'm old enough to know what's right. And, you know, you have to trust me. And he's had a hard time letting go, but he is more and more trusting me. But even at 82, I still learn so much from him about, you know, the wine industry, but also business practices. And, you know, with that age comes wisdom. And I still learn from him every day. Okay. And I might not agree with all of his advice and I've learned to be more assertive and say to him, I don't agree with that. And this is why this is the route I'm going to take. And he respects me more and more for that. But, um, I appreciate that. I can still learn from him. That's great. Top moment of your career so far. I'd say this, this year, there have been so many great things that have happened this year. Again, it's our 30th anniversary. We've had a handful of really fun celebrations 2020 vintage was a really challenging vintage. As you know, many small wineries didn't make wine for that vintage. We opted to, we trusted it. We definitely dropped some fruit Mm -hmm. for sure. Especially our Fawn Park Vineyard, which was right near the glass fire. But our ratings have just come out for our 2020 vintage and they're the best ratings we've ever received. Wow. So I think it's, it's trusting, it's moving forward. It's us working together and now we're seeing the benefits of it. Also moving forward, especially this year and getting some recognition for it with our sustainable practices at the winery and out in the vineyards. And now we're getting some recognition for that. So it's working on all these projects here behind the scenes, but now they're coming to fruition and, um, we're being recognized. So it's a big year. Yeah, fantastic. What is ahead for Whitehall Lane? Going forward, it's really moving with the next, moving forward with the next generation. Okay. You know, my brother Tom and I are the second generation that work here full time. And as we move forward, we're looking at the third generation. My nephew, Tommy, is our cellar master. Oh. How Tommy old is, is he? 26. Oh, okay. Yeah, he worked at a couple of other wineries before he came here, and he's been with us for two, two and a half years now. It's great having him in the cellar. Um, I have a son, William, who graduated from Cornell in May, and he was a viticulture enology degree. He wants to be a winemaker. Fantastic. So he's back now. He worked for us for a couple of summers. Now he's working at Louis Martini in the lab. He wanted to work for Gallo because they have a great reputation for training and young professionals coming out of college. So he's able to do that. He just signed on to take a job in South Africa in January to do a Southern hemisphere harvest down there. So he wants to be a winemaker um, someday. I mean, he's got probably 10 years of working in other places and gaining experience, but we hope to have him here someday. Sure. And then there are several, several other young adults in the third generation that who knows if they go and gather experience somewhere else, maybe they'll be invited to come here and work someday as well. So that's looking ahead. Yeah. That's wonderful that the third generation is kind of embracing the family business. Absolutely. And they won't uh, respect the business or appreciate the business unless they go away. Mm -hmm. And I really, all of my kids went out of state for college they have to do that to come back and appreciate Napa Valley and Mm -hmm. appreciate what they have here. And you won't do that unless you 
leave for a bit right, and go see other parts of the world. I agree. So when somebody comes here to Whitehall Lane, what do you hope their takeaway is? A, to enjoy the wines and see what we have to offer just here and also learn about our family and what it took to get here. And you always hear about, you know, family-owned wineries, but we're really a family-owned and run winery. I love to pop into the tasting room every day and just meet and say hello to whoever is in there. And our tasting room and hospitality staff does a really good job of telling the story, of feeling like they're part of the team and part of the family. And I hear that often from guests that come here. I get emails all the time of people thanking us for the time they had and commending whoever that hospitality person was. I love hearing that where people take the time to come back and tell me about the time they had with Aubrey or with Jeremy. It's, it's really nice to hear. It's nice to get the compliments because sometimes you only get the complaints, right? Absolutely. <laughs> so for people to actually take the time to right. write those emails, the nice that they did have a memorable experience. Absolutely. And who couldn't have a memorable experience here? Well, I always remind our team downstairs, it does get frustrating sometimes, but you know, when, when they're busy or things mm-hmm. don't always go as planned, people are here on vacation, right? People are here to have a good time. And just remember that and not to take it too seriously and not to take it home with you at the end of the day. It is wine after all. Absolutely. (laughs) And it's great wine. If somebody wants to taste some Whitehall Lane wine, what's the best way for them to do it? Well, you have to come here, of course. Yes. I mean, if you need to order online, you can. We have a great website, but we'd love to have people here Mm -hmm. so they can learn the story. Okay. So we are, we do have a permit that allows walk-ins, which is really nice since Whitehall Lane opened in 79. Permits were more generous back then. So (laughs) you're always welcome to stop in, but we do like to know when people are coming so we can be prepared for you. So either way, stop in or just go online and book an appointment. Learn more about the women who live in wine country when you purchase one of our lifestyle books at winecountrywomen.com. So now we're going to shift on to your personal life. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. You live in the charming town of St. Helena. I love St. Helena. I do. I live just a few blocks off of Main Street, which is nice. You could have lived anywhere. How did you choose St. Helena? Did you want to be that close to work? Oh, that's funny. (laughs) I did live on one of our vineyards when I first moved here, and it was beautiful being in the middle of a vineyard, kind of out in the country, but I had little kids at the time and I really, I wanted to be right in town. So we would have neighbors. And because when I moved here, I really didn't know. People thought I knew everybody. People just assumed I was raised here, but I wasn't. So I didn't know anybody. So I wanted to be in a neighborhood where it was easier to meet people, easy for my kids and I to walk down to main street. So, um, after six months, uh, we bought a house right in town. Perfect. Yeah. And close to your family. Absolutely. There you go. And work. Well, I wasn't working here at the time, so it was just nice to be in town. Right. If we took a step inside your home, (laughs) what would we see? What's your decorating style? What's the predominant colors? A lot of soft tones, so it's relaxing, Mm -hmm. um, with some pop of color. I have one big main room that you walk into, and it's, you know, it's the open space, kitchen, living room. My counters are always spotless. Okay, what color are your counters? What color is your... I have Carrera Marble. 
right. counter, but I love just clean space. Right. I love to wake up in the morning and just, and go into that main room and see everything in order. And it's also maybe because I mentioned I have three kids when they're young and growing up, it's, you know, you can try and be organized, but it's chaos. Right. And so now that they're all off doing their things, it's, I've kind of taken over my space ah. again and have it exactly how I like it. It's clean and orderly. Okay. So <laughs> what color is the sofa? Give me some colors. A lot of, so- it's, it's a lot of neutral Pastels. tones. Just uh, a lot of neutral tones. Earth tones? Earth She's, tones. Okay. With some pop of color, with some fun artwork on the walls. Okay. She's not giving up much no, here. You have to come over to see it. Describe one piece of artwork. Well, this is funny. My kids were shocked when they came home because when they saw what I bought over the last year, um, it's a large photograph. A woman did a self portrait, not a self portrait, but photographed herself. She's in San Francisco and it's, it's quite large. It might be four to five feet in height. And it's, it's a very modern piece, which is in contrast to the rest of my house. And she is wearing like a pink nightgown, beautiful makeup, hair up with a pearl necklace. And she is aiming a gun. Oh, right at you. Okay. (laughs) My children came home and said, what? It's beautiful though, because it's a pop of color with these elegant curtains in the background. It's, it's a, a female piece. who's, a, you know, assertive and mm-hmm. taking care of herself. I think this, the photograph says a lot and it's beautiful. It's a, it's I a it conversation at, starter I for bet, sure. I bought it at Martin Design on Main Street. <laughs> okay. So perfect. if you've been in there, so yes. I give you an idea of what it's like. Well, they do. Have, I love it. I, I think it sounds great. It's fantastic. And it is a conversation starter. Yes, it sure. is. And you see it right as you walk in. Okay. So that's my pop of color as an example. Uh, what kind of music do you like to listen to? I appreciate a lot of music. I appreciate, you know, rock from the 80s and 90s, but I love country music. Oh, okay. Every summer I'll go to five or six country concerts. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll travel to country concerts. Okay. So who? Yeah. tell me who you went to go see this year. Who did I see? Well, everyone who likes country saw Morgan Wallen. Mm-hmm. That's easy. Zach Bryan, stagecoach. Oh. I went to. Um, that's end of April, following Coachella every year. My friends and I just bought tickets for next year. They have a nice lineup. Okay. Uh, Morgan Wade, I saw her. The list can go on and on. Okay. <laughs> Country music. Yep. All right. You got cowboy boots? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I do. Oh, I did see Taylor Swift this summer as well. She's not country, but she was pretty darn good. I'll bet she does a good show. It was unbelievable. Do you have a hobby? Do you collect anything other than art? I think I have a shot glass from every, almost every state in the country. Really? Isn't that funny? That I think is. I need like three or four more states. Hmm. So, Do you have them on display? No. No? No, I didn't think that was appropriate when I had kids growing up. Well, that's probably true. <laughs> but now they're all out of the house, you say. Yeah. I like to travel, of course. Is there a meaningful or memorable trip you can tell us about? Not one as of recent. I used to travel a lot um, before my kids were born. In my 20s, when I was single, I spent time in Asia, lived in Hong Kong for a little bit, traveled around that area, 
Super yeah, cool. Yeah. Travel around Europe here and there. And then I had to take a little pause while raising kids. I took them on some trips, but not big extended trips. Um, and now I have the time to do it more. Yeah. So or what's ahead? Going forward, for sure. So I've never been to Mexico City. I mean, I've gone to Mexico so many times as beach trips, but I'm going, going to Mexico City. I'm going to the capital city of Oaxaca. Hmm. And then spending a little time at the beach in Oaxaca as well. So that would be a nice trip. And how'd you select that? Um, one of my good friends travels all the time. And whenever she has a plan for a trip, I say, I'm on it. Let's go. I trust her. She's a great um, planner with travels. And then I think I mentioned earlier that my son is going to South Africa in January. So I'll definitely plan a trip to see him, of course, but as an excuse to explore that area. I've never been down there. Yeah, I've never been there either. Yeah, so. so I'll plan an extended trip around that early in the new year. So that's exciting. Yeah, you got some fun things ahead. Yeah, I do. I'm looking For sure. forward to it. When you have a dinner party, how do you ensure its success? You have to give some thought to the guests, for sure. It's always nice to have... Put together a small group and then invite some new people in. And that's one of the things I love about Napa Valley. It's so easy to meet people. Mm-hmm. Um, people that live here or people that are visiting. And invite them over to mix it up with the group. They would connect well with these people. So it's fun to you know have a core group and then bring in new people. Just adds conversation. Do you have a go-to dish that's always a crowd pleaser when you have a party? Grilling is always fun and mm-hmm. easy. Um, I'm a chicken or fish girl, gal, but most men around like meat. Right. So <laughs> I like to make a handful of different things that make everybody happy. Okay. Being outside is always nice and you can do that almost year round here. I know it's fantastic. Outdoor space is very important here. It is. Yeah. It is. Other than Whitehall Lane, what are a handful of your favorite things to do in the Napa Valley? There are a lot of hiking trails. I love doing that. I love hiking. What's one or two that you... I like to go up to Calistoga. Mm-hmm. Head straight up the mountain there. Okay. you get elevation very quickly and can see the view, you know, with just 10 minutes up the hill. That's always nice. I like doing that. Pickleball is super fun. Oh, you're... Super fun. You have a group. Took up a pickleball. Of yeah, I started that a couple years yeah. ago. It's really fun. So I have a handful of people I like to play with, either in Yachtville or St. Helena. I do that three or four days a week. Wow. Okay. Yeah. We also have a pickleball net here in the barrel room right mm-hmm. behind you. And we challenge other wineries to come play with us. And that was really fun, especially last winter with all the rain. Since I couldn't get out, my winemaker and I decided to put a net here in the barrel room. So it's fun. That's surprising. well we have other wineries now reaching out to us and saying how come you haven't invited us yet when can we come it's just a fun team building experience we don't take it too seriously yeah we do it with our employees here too on our downtime well let's wrap things up with five quick questions Uh uh-oh ready what kind of car do you drive um a can sport okay uh what's your favorite flower chrysanthemum who's your dream Dinner guest, living or dead? I would say, this is very sentimental, but I would say my grandparents. I don't have any grandparents. They all died when I was young. And there's so many questions I wish I could ask them now. 
So okay, my grandparents. It's personal, but fourth question: What's in your nightstand? It looks like kind of a junk drawer, but every item in there is there for a reason. And they're like little mementos or little notes that my kids have given me okay. throughout the years. I don't know, just little reminders of them now that they're like mini adults. That's sweet. Yeah. And last question, what's one word that best describes you? I told you I was a Scorpio, right? Yes. I think I'm a Scorpio to a T. <laughs> That's not one word. You, That's so one Scorpio. Scorpio. Yes. <laughs> Katie, you are. I won't say much more. <laughs> I'm fiercely loyal. Okay. You're fantastic. I didn't use that word. <laughs> I did. It's been so much fun. Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. And thanks for coming to the winery. I appreciate it. Visit winecountrywomen.com to join our exclusive list so you can be the first to learn about upcoming offers and events. Grab a glass and join us next week for a new edition of Wine Country Women.